We finally get to get off of the Mike Gundy struggle bus because he's catching enough flack. We ain't got to touch it today. And it feels so good, so, so good to know that Gallagher Iba Arena is alive again. And I think well on its way to eventually becoming what it used to be, right? Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that place was wild, wacky, and crazy. And then we have wrestling, basketball, hockey. Oh, my. This is going to be a good one. All of that and more here on your Locked On Oklahoma State. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. I am your host, Cody Stovall. Um, Thank you very much for, for joining me. I appreciate us being your first stop for all of your uh, coffee shop talk. Yeah, we've got a lot to cover, but before we get going, remember, Thanksgiving is coming up very, very, very quickly. We are partially sponsored by Sweatblock today. You don't want anybody stinking up the house, as we've already covered. Smell the food, not the dude. Go get yourself a discount right now, 20% off. Using the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Again, that's a 20% off promo. Locked on at sweatblock.com. Smell the food, not the dude. Pass it out. Buy it as a gift, right? Early Christmas. You, you do what you need to do to have your, the best turkey that you can physically possibly have. And that is also available on Amazon. Yes. Okay, we're going to dive in. We got a lot to cover. Men's hockey at Oklahoma State University. Yes, it's a thing. You, you don't have to rewind it to make sure I, I misspoke or not. That's real. I just found out about it recently within the last couple months. And doing a little bit of digging on it, guys, it is awesome. And we're actually fairly talented. Even though it's like, you know, the, the same exact rules as the NCAA has for every other sport. The only differentiation here is they don't do scholarships, right? The ACHA does not do scholarships. But everything else is the same exact you know, kind of uh, bylaws and everything that the NCAA uh, abides by. They have to have a certain amount of class hours and have maintain a certain GPA and all of that fun jazz. And to me, that makes it even cooler because these dudes aren't on scholarship. These are just regular students that came to Oklahoma State University to go to school and clearly have some, some hockey capabilities. And to get this going, I know it was tried or, yeah, it was started or attempted uh, like 20 years ago. And it just it couldn't grab a, a holding because there you know, wasn't a, lot, a big calling for hockey in the state of Oklahoma back then. Obviously, it's grown a little bit. Uh, we actually had a student that kind of was responsible for getting this going. Uh, soft, sophomore Jacob Thompson, who's an ROTC, he put out an Instagram just basically you know saying, hey, we'll do tryouts or something to that effect um, if you want to show up, show out, so on and so forth. And people did. And we're actually fairly talented. And last year was our first year. So we were on what's called a probationary period, right? And then after that probationary period, then we can get bumped up to division two, which is what we are now. And we just knocked off OU, who's been playing hockey for 20 years. I also didn't know that. <laughs> um, and they're registered as a D1. So we're a baby, baby, baby D2, and the first ever Bedlam on Ice, we took it five to four. Guys, go check it out. The story is really, really cool. Um, it does kind of stink that they have to drive to Edmond uh, to play. They do share with UCO, 
um, as far as the, the hockey is concerned. So they don't have the luxury of being able to just go out to the, the ice skating rink and do some work. They got to drive to Edmond, so the practice is very limited, plus all the school and all that. So I wanted to get some of the word out there. Uh, go check them out because they need some help, and they're going to represent us very, very well. I'm going to buy a hockey jersey. Never once in my life did I ever think I would say those words. I don't have an issue with hockey. I've just never been super interested. And I've heard a thousand times, especially when uh, I, I briefly lived in O'Fallon, St. Louis area, that if you go, it's a different experience. Well, thank you, Mr. Thompson. I will be going. There's 100% certainty I will catch uh, an Oklahoma State University hockey match. Like, to me, <laughs> that's pretty cool. It, game, match, I'm sorry. I may have offended somebody. Uh, my apologies. But anywho, it looks pretty good. And we're in year two, and we've already got some talent. So I like uh, I like everything that they're doing right now, to be honest with you. I can't wait to see them do more. When you go D1, you can play some of those teams out east. Uh, and, you know, if we can get a, uh, spread awareness and we can get people to help buy in, maybe at some point in time they can figure something out to where they don't have to go to Edmond all the time to practice. Don't know if it's possible, but I do know that if – you're going to be able to uh, help in any capacity. They're going to be appreciative. Uh, go check out OK State Hockey on Twitter. And if you can do a dollar, it, it doesn't matter, right? They're just going to continue to grow. They're going to continue to get better. And I can't wait to, to be supportive of that. Um, and then wrestling. I don't know if you heard, but we did get the number one pound for pound recruit in the United States of America as a, a kid from Indiana. And now that he's coming to Oklahoma State, it kind of takes up the what we may have been missing uh, up at the heavyweight division with A.J. Ferrari no longer being with the university. He's going to be a massive, massive part of the success going forward. Just Google him. Look at him. The dude looks like a baby Brock Lesnar. Not a baby Brock Lesnar. Well, I guess kind of. But Brock Lesnar in college was pretty yoked up. He wasn't as cut or yoked as, as this gentleman. So, uh, I also implore you to go check out Christian Carroll, number one pound for pound recruit in the United States of America, who is coming to Stillwater, Oklahoma, along with the number four recruit in the country, who's from Illinois. So we got an Indiana guy, got an Illinois guy by the name of Braden Thompson. And then after Braden Thompson, it just keeps going. You have three Stillwater High School wrestlers coming to Oklahoma State University. And they're not just, oh, cool, Stillwater High guys coming up uh, to OSU. They're ranked number 22 in the country, Kale Hughes. Number 32 in the country, A.J. Heeg. Number 63 in the country, up the road from Bigsby. Right? How do you not love the name Jersey Rob? If that's not the coolest name coming through the recruiting rankings, please show me what is. Um, Sam Smith, he's another Stillwater High kid. He's going he's gonna to squeeze in there somewhere. Um, Jace Cavanis, he's going to jump in there and make some noise somewhere. Guys, this was already a top 10 recruiting class without the number one recruit in the country. So now with his commitment, I think we're hovering around the top five. We're definitely easily going to jump into the top three now. So even though we've been down and it's been a question, like when is Oklahoma State wrestling going to come back? It's not like we've been terrible. Last year was really the worst year, uh, definitely in, in John Smith's coaching tenure that I could find. And we're going to have a crash course this this year. 
um, because of some of the stuff that transpired before season, which did leave some holes, does have some gaps, but you never know. Wrestling's an interesting sport. It takes the most amount of dedication, in my personal opinion. So they could rally together over no longer having AJ Ferrari as you know that 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 guy that could help lead him in the All American categories. We've still got Dayton Fix. We've still got some talent around him. People like White Sheets have, have come back. We've got the brothers. Uh, that are on the roster right now, Mastro Giovanni, we're, we're, we're going to be okay. I think that we're turning the tide here. And for all of us that are concerned about football recruiting, it's good to know that we don't have to be concerned about wrestling recruiting. John Smith seems to be right in the ship a little bit, and he's going to be a, a big, big, big time <clears throat> help. Um, apologize for that. Uh, and then before we get into the meat and taters of today – I do have to bring up LinkedIn jobs, everybody. These days, every new potential hire can feel like it's a high-stakes gamble, right? You feel like you're taking a risk for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs gives you the opportunity to post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions to apply. But you know, don't face the mad scramble at the last minute. Let LinkedIn jobs Sort out the funny stuff for you so you get down to uh, the, the, the employees that are going to be most beneficial to your company. <clears throat> the meat and taters of today. So let's start off with men's basketball, okay? There was times that we looked very, very, very good. There was times that we looked very off, okay? Starting the game 0 for 11 from 3 was probably not something that we had designed, right? But we did end the game 6 for 14 from behind the three-point line. So we kind of, you know, found a way to get it together and fix it in the locker room. And all talk seems to indicate that that's exactly what happened was admittedly. So uh, we kind of came out uh, flat and we just we weren't off. We weren't playing with confidence. And we allowed the other team at University of Texas Arlington to dictate the pace and the speed of the game in the first half. Not to mention um, Avery was a little wild, a lot of control which was, you know, something you don't necessarily expect anymore out of him. But luckily it's early in the season, not that big of a deal. I'm sure he will get it fixed. He did chip in for uh, seven rebounds, which for somebody who averaged three rep rebounds a, a game last year, that's huge for him, right? Same with uh, Bryce Thompson coming in and grabbing six, seven boards. He was averaging two a game last year. So for them both to have seven boards while both of them were struggling offensively early, is a really good sign. Now, Bryce Thompson did pick it up a little bit later, led the team with 18 points, but behind him, Caleb Boone had a solid game, 15 points, nine boards, right? Just a hair shy of a double-double. Musa Cisse was clearly the focal point of their defense. They were double-teaming him, putting extra bodies on him, having a third guy kind of give him a shoulder check when he came in the lane. They were doing everything they could to slow down Musa Cisse. In the first half, we decided to abandon you know, the Twin Towers because of the way they were playing CSA, I, I guess. And admittedly, you know, they made that adjustment at halftime and started working from the inside out, right? Get it down to your bigs. Let your bigs eat up some space, draw some people in, which does set up cutting lanes. Speaking of cutting lanes, the Twin Towers are going to be fun to watch and kind of the pick and roll style of game, right? Usually that's a guard that sets that up. 
right? He'll come out or the, 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 the forward or the center will come out to, you know, close to the top of the keys, have a screen, peel off, yada, yada, yada. It's a pretty standardized play. But when you have a six foot 10 dude and a seven foot dude doing it, it does change the, the dynamic for the defense. It certainly does. And one of the interesting things is we, we've discussed earlier is this seems a lot closer, right? They seem more bonded as, as a cohesive unit, more of a brotherhood. Last year, there were some clicks going on and a little bit of selfishness going on. And then a lot of people ended up leaving. Uh, and we didn't have to fill a lot of gaps. But the gap that we did fill, um, it looks like it's going to be successful. Because right behind them, I would say the player of the game for me, no doubt, is John Michael Wright. John Michael Wright had a quiet, soft 14-point performance. But it was only on eight shots. It's hard to get more efficient than that in your debut. And Caleb Asbury was somebody, you can see the athleticism. He's got a pretty good stroke. He's going to find it. He's going to be a good shooter. And, you know, the, the progression of the team is it's going to be fun to watch. And it's good to now know that if Bryce and Avery are struggling, we do have somebody else that's like, all right, I got you. And he can put up some shots and he can make some things happen. That is going to be something that pays, pays huge dividends throughout the course of the season. Just like Mike Boynton said in his post-game interview, there's going to be games that our guys shoot lights out and they put up crazy numbers and they drop a, a, a bunch of threes. But there's also going to be instances like this where they're just not the hot hand. Well, last year when, when that happened, when we weren't successful from the outside or just shooting in general – our defense was really, really good, but we were just so offensively inept that it always caught up to us. This year, I think that's obviously been the focus, but is it going to be something that uh, we all see? Well, when you have somebody that can kind of help out when your primary scores are a little bit down, I would say that recipe is going to equal success. So I'm all for it. Sign me up for the hockey. Sign me up for the wrestling. Sign me up for the women's basketball and the men's basketball. Speaking of women's basketball, should we get to that first? Or, yeah, yeah, yes, we'll do that. Okay. So this is why I'm most excited, right? The men's basketball team had a pretty good performance. Went on a 28-2 run to, to start the second half. 28-2. So, we decided to control and dictate the course of the game, which has allowed us to kind of switch it around. And it ended up being a positive, although we did blow a 31-point lead. Guess who didn't blow a 31-point lead? J.C. Hoyt, the women's basketball squad. They almost dropped a hundo. Guys, they were five points away from the century mark in her debut on Galgariba Court. And... Goodness me, guys, we found us a good one. J.C. Hoyt is somebody that we need to make sure that we find a way to retain regardless of what happens this season. I think that we're probably going to be sneaky, sneaky good. And kind of like in the men's, when you have people that are able to counterbalance when your top scorer is out, that's going to allow you to kind of go deep. It's going to allow you to make a push in March. And we saw a lot of that with the women's basketball team, they're they're loaded, right? This is not going to be your traditional first-year squad. Envision, like we said yesterday, Michigan State football of last year. Brought in a bunch of transfers because he just he had some, some holes to fill. 
And then JC Hoyt, she shows up. She brings a couple of people with her from UMKC. And then she goes out and finds what? Shooters on top of shooters on top of shooters on top of shooters. And she even said, we are going to let it fly. That is the philosophy this season for women's basketball is we're going to take a lot of shots and we're going to let it rip. We're going to let it fly. I love that. Right. So now I got to make a women's basketball, let it fly JC Hoyt shirt. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that works out. But is it nice to see these, these different kinds of interviews? I implore you to go look at, at Mike Boynton's post game interview. Go look at JC Hoyt's post game interview. They're just, it's so refreshing and revitalizing and helpful. And you gain knowledge and you can see their commitment and love. Um, for the players on on both the women's and men's side. Again, this family thing has been huge for us. And even more so, I would argue, in women's basketball, right? We we brought Claire Chastain home from Shawnee, Oklahoma. We brought uh, Taryn Milton home back. She's also from Owasso, Oklahoma. And these are players that have been to the NCAA tournament at other schools that were there for three, four years that decided they wanted to come home to end it off with a brand new coach for a brand new coach to be able to convince all of these Okies to come back to Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's very reminiscent of what Lance Leipold is doing at KU. Isn't it like that was the, one of the first emphasis he emphasis he had was controlling what they can control within their state. Well, part of buying in and being a hundred percent committed, regardless of, of what goes on around you, a large part of it is just, I don't know, how much you care. And if you're from the state of Oklahoma, you're going to have some affection or affinity or or some opinion on OU and OSU. You just are. And regardless of where you went or why you went there, the fact that you get to come home, that's a big one for some of these girls. You know, when they were uh, in Texas or, or, or at other universities, Villanova University, um, it was a little bit different of a feel, a lot different of an environment. And for the ones that we brought back that were Okies back to Stillwater, not only is it nostalgic a little bit, but they get to be back home with their families. They get to have family in the stands at every single game. That does a lot for them, which is, I don't know, probably why Claire Chastain ended up with uh, 15 points and Taryn Milton ended up with 14 points. Lexi Keys looked pretty good dropping 13 points. Lior Garzon, the transfer from Villanova out of Israel, she's a hot hand. She's somebody that can light it up. She had five threes, guys, and she could have done more, really. Um, 19 points, nothing to scoff at. And the the beautiful part of all of this is, remember what we talked about yesterday, that in the exhibition game, we shot 50.8% from the floor, which is a phenomenal number. So it was going to be nice to see if we could get close to that again. We got 507 it's <laughs> the way that JC Hoyt has these, these ladies prepared. It's amazing. And unfortunately, you know, Cassidy to the lap uh, does have a little bit of an injury issue. Um, JC Hoyt says it's day to day. So, you know, obviously it's, we don't think it's super, super serious. Hopefully it's not because we're going to need her throughout the course of the season in the rebounding department. But yeah, guys get pumped up for what J.C. Hoyt is all about, because she represents the university very, very well. She was a shooter growing up in high school. Her mom was an absolute legend. She was a shooter at Wichita State. She's a shooter now. 
and she brought in a bunch of shooters. But not only that, she brought in a bunch of shooters that care. Bringing people back the same the same way that you know we see in in basketball, the same thing that we see in football. Bringing people back and 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 being this this core nucleus brotherhood. Now football again, it's a little off kilter. You guys know uh, my opinions on that. Um, and some of my opinions are starting to kind of, you know, matriculate around to other people. And I don't think it's by me. I think it's by Gundy's doing. But, you know, we are super worried because of that brotherhood, the family type of atmosphere that we do have. It's going to be okay. And that's how I wanted to end this thing out. Guys, we've got to find the upside. And you need to go to upside. Right now, the Upside app, download it for free on your phone. Use the promo code Locked On to get yourself $5 back or more on your first $10 or more purchase of gasoline. Unfortunately, it's something that you need, so find the Upside and get the Upside app because it's definitely going to put money back in your pocket so you can put money back in your tank. I wanted to close this thing off with positives, guys. This has been a great day. Welcome to the, the Positivity Tuesday show, huh? Look at look at us go. Uh, yeah, there's there's no need to be downtrodden at this moment because men's hockey, that is so cool to me, right? The wrestling recruiting, that's phenomenal. Men's basketball look pretty daggone good. Women's basketball look like they are going to March Madness, whether you like it, love it, hate it. Guys, this was supposed to be like a welcome to the Big 12, welcome to OSU type of year. I think that's what all of us expected, especially after what transpired last season. But that's not the case. They expect to win. They expect to win every time they step on the court. And you can see it. You can see the ability. And, and as we covered a few days ago, right, it's a lot of fifth-year senior transfers. That's what we have on the roster. A lot of fifth-year senior type people. That's the overwhelming majority of what you see on the stat sheet. And it shows up in the stat sheet. That's the, that's the beautiful part of it. J.C. Hoy has not only completely been able to buy in to everything about Stillwater because she grew up close to it, right? She lives in Kansas. She played at Wichita State. Galgrab Arena is not new to her. She's always had an affection and affinity for it, even though she's not from Oklahoma. So she knew this was a big opportunity for her. And this almost seems like an opportunity that she's not going let, to let pass for a long, long time, right? Like Mike Boynton scares me a hair, when he gets it rolling and, and, and we're killing it again, which we will this year, right? Right? But, you know, he's from the East Coast. So it always concerns me, like, if a Georgetown type of job comes open and they want Mike Boynton, you know, that he could, he could you know, do that, right? I think J.C. Hoyt's somebody that she's a, she's a lifer. And... She's not, she doesn't hide things. She's very open. She's very honest. She's very transparent. She's very aggressive. She's all gas, 24-7, no breaks. I flipping love it. I cannot wait. I've, I'll be honest, okay? I'll be honest. Just like I never thought I'd ever order a hockey jersey a day in my life. I have never been more excited to purposely go buy tickets just for Oklahoma State women's basketball. Sometimes you get tickets and sometimes you're, you know, you know, you have the ability to go. So you just go. But to be excited to go, to watch the coach and the team and everything collectively in Galgariba, I've never been this pumped ever. 
It's almost like softball. I never thought that I'd watch as much softball as baseball. But last year, I promise you, I watched more softball than baseball. This is so much fun. And the reason we're covering this is because, guys, we are different. There's a lot of fan bases that are football, 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 basketball. We're a fan base that's all about football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, track, cross country, equestrian, tennis, you name it. We care, I think, more about our other sports than, than probably 80% of most universities. I think I think that's a very fair analysis. So are you going to get – sorry, words are hard. Are you going to get the typical run-of-the-mill uh, talk every day? No, you're not. But that's what makes it fun, right? We're not just going to talk about recruiting all the time. We're not just going to talk about football all the time. We're not just going to talk about how the Twin Towers need to have their own posters made because they're the bee's knees. It's not always all about that. But it is about building the brand right, building the brand from a national perspective, from a knowledge perspective, as best we can. Because we got to do our part as fans. And we got to be knowledgeable about all of this stuff because we care more than most. If you disagree, I would love to hear your comments. There's a multitude of ways that, that this show can you know continue to grow. We're on every podcast platform, uh, the YouTube show as well. Guys, this is going to continue to be a, a good time. Tomorrow we'll do the Iowa State Breakdown. So uh, I'll see you then. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch me at all day. O State on Twitter. I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And I'll see you tomorrow.